Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, happy Sunday gang and welcome of course to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin today's show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, with the news that Dean Smudger-Smith is set to become Norwich's new manager. We'll hear from the former Republic of Ireland striker, big Tony Cascarino. But first, here's the former Aston Villa captain, Gabby Agbonlahor, who's also given his thoughts on Stephen Gerrard Gerrard's appointment at Villa Park. Late into the afternoon on Friday, Norwich immediately turned their attention to Dean Smith, who this time last week was still the Aston Villa manager. That's how quickly things change in football. He would have been devastated getting that sack. And I've heard that he didn't expect it. I'm hearing that he didn't expect to be sacked. That's even worse. Yeah, he he was like, whoa, I've been sacked. Like, a bit of a shock. Yeah, what do I do now? Exactly. So to be given a chance to come straight back into work, it's like... Yeah, I'm, I, so it's like a privilege. Yeah, you know, like, it's not like a job. It's my understanding this evening that Dean Smith has agreed a two and a half year contract with the Canaries. That appointment could be rubber stamped and confirmed as early as tomorrow. This isn't like February, March, where you're 15 points off 17th place. Look how tight it is down there. One win, and it's all to play for. So Dean Smith, if he goes in there, will be thinking, "Come on, let's just do it. Let's try and do a better job." Yes, they got a win against Brentford. Let's try and get another one. Let's let's go again. Why not? It's a golden opportunity. I've always said Villa was an incredible club to be at. Steven Gerrard, for me personally, is perfect. I think if anyone's got a chance of winning something at Villa, it'd be Steven Gerrard. I've I loved his period at the time that he was in the academy at Liverpool, um, and what he did at Glasgow Rangers. That was a huge challenge, Rangers. If I'm a player now, at Aston Villa. And I walk in on Monday morning and see Stephen Gerrard in the meeting room. I'm in awe of him, for one, from his playing days. Iconic um, England, Liverpool midfielder. I just think he's going to get more out of these players now. I think he's shown everything in his armoury to be a very capable manager. And I hope he does, because I'm sick and tired of people saying these top players are great players, but not great managers. Well, there's actually quite a lot of great players who have been great managers as well. I think he's going to bring that discipline into the team which Steven Gerrard has been doing that all his career. What could Villa do? I certainly could see them achieving everything a Leicester could do and more because Leicester have been running, you know, been the biggest club in the Midlands for the last few years, as in what they've achieved, been Premier League champions and, you know, become a continual team that seems to be, you know, FA Cup and managing the Champions League. Villa have got that in the, you know, in the locker to be every bit and bigger than Leicester City as a football club. Now, let's bring you more reaction to England's 5-0 win over Albania on Friday night as Harry Kane returned to form with a first-half hat-trick. Mm, I wonder who predicted five goals in the first half for England and a Harry Kane hat-trick. Mm, I think that was me on drive. Anyway, enough about me. Shortly, we'll hear from Beer. Yeah, you get the idea. Tony Cascarino again, as well as Darren Ambrose. But first, here's the former England international, Trevor Stephen, 
who believes Kane can only kick on from this performance, as opposed, of course, to getting worse, which, of course, we all know he won't be. In comes the England corner, and it's a, a deeper ball from Foden! Oh, what a goal! Harry Kane completes his hat-trick with a sensational overhead kick! I think it's going to go onwards and upwards from here uh, yeah. in the next two, two or three weeks, and we'll see... We'll be talking about a different Harry Kane, you know, this time next month. Gareth Southgate hardly celebrates. He just wants another look at it. Looking at the iPad, he wants to see the replay of a quite magnificent goal. We started to see in training um, that he's put, you know, what's been a difficult period behind him. I think it was a perfect game for him to yeah. not say, it's not silence his critics, it's just to get a little bit of belief back in his game and new manager at the club. I, I just think it was perfect timing for him. He looked a bit of a lost soul for me in a, in a Tottenham shirt so far during this season. Uh, and uh, he's, he's, he'd been wanting to do well, but couldn't do it. And he was trying to repeat what he did last season with, with Son dropping deep, playing Son in, but it's just not worked. Kane flashes it in the top right-hand corner. Flag stays down for now. But England celebrate goal number four. He's got quality. <laughs> Why we doubt it uh, sometimes? We're a bit daft, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's quality. He's a, he's a goal scorer. He dominated the centre-backs. He held the ball up under pressure. He brought his teammates into play. He press, pressed from the front really well. And, of course, his finishes were, were outstanding. He's got records to beat. He's got the challenge. He's got a World Cup next year to look forward to. And uh, it was good to see him back playing with a smile on his face last night. But it ends with England just a point away from the World Cup and the chance to make more memories and more history. They certainly made memories tonight. It's been a bit different with Gareth Southgate. Yep. Like we said, fourth in the Nations League, third in the World Cup, second in the Euros. The cautious man. He's, he's clearly someone that, you know, there is no spice on his chicken. Mm. There is no marinade on that chicken. That is plain white, baby. There is no flavour. You look at France, who were poor. Germany, who were poor in the Euros. you got you got Spain, Brazil. All, all these teams are going to come back extremely strong. Not only England. Can he win it? I don't think he can, personally. And that is a goal that will mean so much for Harry Maguire. It's been a difficult start of the season for him. And he slides on his knees, his hands behind his ears, as if to say, what was all the fuss about? If you play badly and you have a bad time, you're going to get stick, OK? That's as plain as simple. It is what it is. I sort of, I thought it was a bit childish when yeah. I, I felt, yeah. really... Elsewhere, Wales, the country, not the warm-blooded mammal, moved into the top two of their World Cup qualifying group after beating Belarus, as Gareth Bale earned his 100th cap. Here's all the best reaction from that game. Unless, of course, you're from Wales, the country, not the warm-blooded mammal, because then, obviously, none of this reaction is, and I quote, best. Wales 5, Belarus 1. Big win for Rob Page's boys in their penultimate game of this World Cup qualifying campaign. Aaron Ramsey starting to score it off in the third minute. Nico Williams, who was superb all evening, scored number two. Gareth Bale was then rested up at half-time, having played his first minutes in two months. That didn't stop the red train, though. Ramsey getting his second of the night from the penalty spot. Ben Davis scored his first goal for Wales on his 68th cap with a header from a corner. Artem Konstaboy scored a late goal from the visitors, which was absolutely fantastic strike uh, but almost immediately afterwards Connor Roberts uh, fired at home well poked the ball home sorry from a Harry Wilson free kick 
one blot on the copybook though for Wales this evening there was a booking for Ethan Ampadu in the second half that means he's ruled out of Tuesday's game against Belgium now Wales have already got their playoff place secured via the Nations League but they are looking to get in that top six of the of the uh, second place teams so that they get a home semi-final in the playoffs to do that they probably will need a point against Belgium on Tuesday night Belgium have won in Estonia, against Estonia this evening. That means they top the group. So all to play for when the Belgians roll into town on Tuesday evening. But the crowd are now paying their tributes to Gareth Bale on his 100th cap for Wales. What an absolute Welsh icon and legend. All over here at the Cardiff City Stadium, Wales 5, Belarus 1. Now, TalkSport is your home of the Autumn Nations series and we brought you three live and exclusive rugby union matches yesterday. In the final game of the day, England beat Australia. Here's the best bits of our coverage from Twickers with Andrew McKenna, Macca and former England internationals Ben Kay, Casey and Rachel Burford. 40 on commentary, comms. And England are victorious to the tune of 17 points. It's a difficult game of rugby that... Wasn't much flow in it. The referee was obviously fairly instrumental at the breakdown, so it was a tough game for either side to get going. Um, and we just had to guts it out, mate. It was just a bit flat at times, wasn't it? And, and that's fine, you know, if you can beat Australia 32-15 and play flat and maybe save something for next week against uh, the world champion Springboks, who you've got a little bit of a grudge on after the last uh, World Cup final. Look, I, I think that's probably okay they started to take those killer opportunities you know every time that you think maybe oh look we'll just set it up and then we'll slow it down that's when they pulled the trigger that's when they took the opportunity that's then when they pulled the Australian apart and been able to, to exploit those opportunities against them Australia they're, they're a great team they have a lot of talented players they bought it but we we stuck at it this is the first of five campaigns you know we've got off to a good start but we've got the big one we've got the final next week against the world champions um so we've got some business to do there, so we're looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, we're moving in the right direction. England are played to, won to in this Autumn Nation series. They've beaten Australia, their oldest enemy, the side who are ranked third in the world coming into this weekend. England are number four. Well, they've just put a performance on the Aussies. They win 32-15. Felt like they had more of the attacking threat majority of the time. But there certainly will be areas that England need to go away, look at, be more consistent in certain areas. You know, the guys around me, it's, it's a fantastic team to be a part of. You know, we all get behind each other. Um, so having those boys behind me just really helps. Um, and just love the atmosphere and the, and the intensity and the pressure, just thriving it. So loving it. No, it means an awful lot. Playing for England is an absolute honour and a dream. Um, and I'm glad to get to 50. Owen Farrell, who's got his 100th international test. Wonderful line from Freddie Stewart. Inside out move. And Freddie Stewart will go in. And that's a brilliant score. It's his first international try. We talk a lot um, behind the scenes about this New England that we're building. Um, and to be part of that is, is a massive honour. So I'm really excited to see what the future holds. He was colossal, mate. Strong in the air. Yeah, ran the beautiful line for the try. Uh, works well off the ball. Yeah, and I thought the way we mixed and matched him and Slady and Manu gave us a lot of variety in the way we wanted to play. England need to play considerably better and be more clinical and accurate and play with a little bit more punch in terms of their ball carrying if they're going to win next week. We're not done yet, mate. We've still got one week to go and we'll be even better next week. And in the day's other games, the world champions, South Africa beat Scotland at Murrayfield and Ireland beat the All Blacks. 
Here's the best of our coverage, which of course was live and exclusive on Talk Sport. And perhaps it's fitting that the man of the match, the player of the match, just plays the ball into touch. The referee then whistles the mouth. Angus Gardner blows for full time. 30 points to 15 the scoreline here. Two tries, as we mentioned, for Mapimpi. Two tries for Stuart Hogg. But the win, in the end, for the world champions. I think the second half performance, uh, they... They played well, we, we didn't. Look, there's a lot of good things we've done. Um, unfortunately, it cost us at vital times and, and, and test match rugby against the world champions. That's it's not good enough. It's exactly what the world champions do. It's exactly yeah. why South Africa are world champions. They controlled almost all aspects of the game for almost entire to that second half. I don't think South Africa had to do too much in that second half. Um, they, they won penalties at the breakdown. They won penalties at scrum. And uh, I don't think it line out as much, but that gave them the 3-6-9 the points advantage in the scoreboard. The reality of it is uh, it hurts a lot, it really hurts and it's going to take a while to get over this. We knew we'd need someone close to our best to beat the world champions, we're building towards it and we're building towards it in the first half but second half just wasn't there. Van der Merber over towards Hogg, Hogg's going for the line and Hogg's in for the try! And Hogg will join Tony Stanger and Ian Smith, 24 tries! For Scotland, high fives all round. It shows what a great player he has been for Scotland, and today's performance with those two tries show what a what a great player he still is. Oh, I mean, it means a great deal. But look, I want to be in a position to win Test matches, and unfortunately, we just come up short today. The clock ticks down, two, one, and it's James Lowe who managed to score the opening try against the country of his birth, who kicks it out, and the Ireland players lift each other up. They celebrate. Ireland were the better team here today. They attacked. One of the things we said was Ireland have to attack for 80 minutes, and they did. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of taste. Obviously, we come here to win, and um, we f- fell short to a good Irish side. We executed our game plan, and we went out and delivered on the day. So, very proud of the lads and, and how we hung in there to the end. You know, we put in a performance against, you know, the world's best and, and came out on top. Ireland have beaten New Zealand for the third time in their history and for the third time in their last five encounters. You know, I think it was just a great performance around from Ireland. Like, they didn't do much wrong, and that's what you need to do against New Zealand. I delighted just to be able to help and um, come out there and get on the pitch and uh, do my job. So, yeah, I was very happy, and, but to be honest... And this is a colossal moment. It's an unbelievable achievement from Andy Farrell's Ireland. Oh, mate, it was... It was awesome. They'll be well and truly disappointed, but a couple of good things for them as well, positives. A wonderful win there for Ireland, and here on TalkSport, they've beaten New Zealand by 29 points to 20. Unfortunately, we've got Argentina next week, and, mate, it's a whole new challenge. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. I don't really care as long as it's not illegal. And even if it is illegal, where you get your podcast from, I don't really want to know. Just don't tell me. Nothing to do with me. Move on. I've seen nothing here. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Anyway, one thing I do care about is the fact you hit that subscribe button. So make sure you do that. I'm back tomorrow afternoon on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside the England cricket legend that is Sir Darren of Goff. There would, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it, unless, of course, it's the illegal thing, in which case still do it, but just don't tell me. Anyway, until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.